weaudition.com has all sorts of really cool things about it because people are members from all over the world. There is no moment in the day or night that you can't sign on and say, I need somebody to help me rehearse a scene. And so you just kind of click on. And then they have other things, like you just say what I'm looking for. I'm supposed to be doing a Southern accent for this audition. Could somebody help me? And so they just it's, they send out all these things. And so people will sign on and they say, yes, I think it's really cool. And it's really inexpensive. The normal monthly fee is like $10 a month. But if you listen to this podcast and put in the code acting class, it's only $7.50 a month. Anyway, I suggest you try it out because it's really phenomenal. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. It is extremely important that we develop the ability to translate a research into something actable. Okay, so first of all, Caleb's analysis that it was only 30 days ago that somebody flew an airplane at all. And out of that, he made a decision that Percy and Lena are attempting to make history. They are pioneers. So this is kind of a group question. What do you do with a piece of information like that? You may come up with something different when you realize it was only 30 days ago that somebody flew an airplane at all. He also goes on, it was quite wonderful. He, he wanted to know what it was like to fly an airplane and he found a website where somebody was describing what it was like to fly an airplane. I mean, it was, it was quite wonderful, but that's another issue. But I mean, even just starting, what do we think that we need to do in order to take that piece of information, and you're welcome to think something different about what happened 30 days ago. And now the play takes place where the two of us have flown in to, the, to where Miss Alliance takes place, the Tarleton Manor, and crashed. <laughs> uh, and so they've crashed. So, uh, so the, the question is, what do you think as an actor, any of you, what do you think about this? And how do we translate in, this into something usable as actors? This was very exciting for me because the thing that I think that I really grabbed onto was that word pioneer. Mm -hmm. It really got me thinking. I'm like, okay, so what is the nature of a pioneer? Mm -hmm. And I thought, especially someone like who, who dares to fly, challenge the laws of physics. I think someone who's a pioneer really enjoys challenging the status quo. I think they'd get off on it. I think they love being the first or the idea of being the first person 
to fly a plane or in my case to vote like or to be a CEO of a company or to be a boss because I'm a woman I'm a woman you know so like that's what my mind started going like how can I use this word that I really kind of latched onto and got me excited in my own research because I've I've been researching you know the time period and you know I've been trying to figure out like what really hits me about that period and really it's like the struggle over the idea of what a woman is and what she can do and who she can be and I was really trying to figure out today what I was going to talk about and then Caleb emailed me and it just like it was like a perfect word I'm like of course pioneer this is what these women were and they like it they like to challenge they like to 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 get under these guys skin and, and say we're here and we're not going to take any more shit you know like <laughs> I don't know it was so so helpful for me because the first thing I went to was what is the nature of a pioneer and it just kind of like it, it focused me in a way that I hadn't had for like a week. So thank you, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) And also, okay. So here is Michelle's strength and it's a, it's a great one. You can tell when she's talking about it, that she gets how it's actable. Can't you, you, you can, you, you get that she understands the nature of that because when she talks about it, I know she's there. Do you do you all understand the difference between that and being analytical? When it feeds you and you get the experience of what you're talking about, then I get it. If I'm directing the play and I said to Michelle, what do you think about her? And she said, well, she's a bit of a pioneer. I have no idea how she's going to play it. But as soon as she starts talking it out that way, now I know how she's going to play it. And I say, that's it. And, and when she was talking it out, what, what did you all get the most out of that? I got determined, mm-hmm. confident and determined. Ooh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. I got a sense that like it was building in you. You were having these discoveries and they were building, they were leading you to, to like go do something. Yeah. It, yes. It was active. It, it was alive. Okay. So there are two things that are going on here that are vitally important. It's looking at information and figuring out what it means. This is really difficult because for the most part, we sit back and it's dry. We say, wow, isn't that interesting? I mean, I was fascinated with that. I mean, I, I happen to love script analysis because of that. Justine's brother was majored in history. And, and anytime he was in a script analysis class, it was, it, I mean, he just knew history. And I love all that information. It's fascinating that 30 days after the first... And uh, by the way, I've directed the play and I never knew that. That 30 days 
before this play takes place was the first time in England that somebody had flown an airplane and it was only 500 yards. So now 30 days later, Percival and Lena crash <laughs> into the Tarleton estate and suddenly are there. So important to be able to do that kind of research. The other important thing was something that Caleb did, which was to translate that into a usable word. Now, whether he could translate the usable word into something actable is something that um, I didn't force him to do yet <laughs> because <laughs> however Michelle can but you but but you see how clear this is you have to be able to figure out and what does that mean and the what does that mean always has to do with how does this translate into something actable uh, Kazan called it behavior I'm happy with any of those, but something that is actable. I can take this piece of information and I can make it actable. And every play has this kind of information, but I have to be smart enough. There is, and I haven't talked about this in a long time, and so it's good that this came up. There is this progression from facts to the experience of facts. Facts are dead. We all know that. We have, we have that bumper sticker. Some of you even have tattooed it. Uh, facts are death to the actor, till fed through the imagination and become the experience of facts. But you can tell with Michelle, it's in her body. It's like suddenly, it's like she, it, it's, it's a total experience. It's a big thing that happens. But the steps that the facts lead you to thinking. So the progression is very clear. The facts lead you to thinking. Thinking is when you take time to sit there and think, now what does that mean, pioneer? What does that mean? But you see how quickly Michelle got it because she's been in this class. But you see how quickly she got it. She went to what is the nature of a pioneer right away. So, I mean, just keep in mind, a year ago, she didn't do that. So, I mean, but I mean, just so you know, you know, we don't get all this so quickly. But now that's how she thinks as an actress. But the facts get you to thinking. Thinking gets you to understanding. I have a feeling thinking eventually takes you directly to experiencing, but a lot of times you have to go from I, I, the thinking, and I know what that means, and I, I have all of this together, and I know what it means, and all of that. And so the thinking leads me to understanding. I've been thinking about it. Now I begin to understand her in this world. And Michelle used the word, the nature of it. When she went to the nature of it, 
which is part of the thinking, certainly, she began to understand her in this world. And she quickly put her in all sorts of instances. I mean, look, obviously, Michelle gets this character and she connects to this character, which is really important. And I'm excited to watch her do this monologue because she really, she, it, she, it turned her on. So facts lead to thinking, thinking leads to understanding, and she even took her outside the play. She took her where she wants to vote. She want uh, all of it. You know, this play does not talk about voting, but yet she knew the time frame, and so she had other things. And then it leads me to experiencing. So, and again, it's not by the numbers. It's just sort of a process that you go through. But the important thing is, and what does that mean? How do I turn that into acting? What does that mean? And it can be anything. And the text tells you. The text tells you a lot. That's a very, very essential ability that an actor must have. You have to be smart enough to say, what does that mean? I mean, you know, my hat is off to Caleb because he was able to take that information and turn it into something that wasn't just a fact. Would you consider that a choice that when you have this dead fact and then you, you dig deeper and you ask, okay, well, what does that mean for this character? and you come upon a word like, oh, these people are pioneers, that that's a choice. Yeah. Or It's a good question. So it's a choice. But also, look, if I were directing you and you said that, and I was a teacher director, I might say to you, what in the text makes you think that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important thing. It is the reason I used to I used to number every line, line, every one of my lines, so that I could actually say to myself, "I've made a choice about my character," and the reason it's because on page six, line fourteen, he says, "Yeah." So it allows me to be very, very specific about how the text tells me where to go with my choices. Also very important. Then I can specifically look at it and say, yes, she says this, she says this, she says this. It tells me she's a revolutionary. She's a revolutionary in 1909. Hell, she's a revolutionary in 2021. <laughs> uh, because now I begin to put it to be- together. A woman who says, I will not be led around by any man. In 1909 is, I mean, you know, that, you know that's the revolution. And it pretty much is in 2021 also. So, yeah. So, in other words, that, that it, it, the choice is specifically based on the text. Or, in Caleb's case, the facts. You say they've 
just invented air flight. They have just invented it. And 30 days later, Percy and Lena take an airplane out. Oh, what is that? That's like saying, oh, we've just broken the sound barrier. We've just gone above the, the Earth's surface now. Uh, so who are these people that are now going to go to the moon? So it, it's like, of course, they're pioneers. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon. We're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week.